We're taking a break from Acts today, but I want to ask you before we do that, have you been praying for your soil? Have you been praying for your sphere of influenced lives? Who is it from your soil, from those six to 12 people in your life that you've invited to come and share in this family? Or who could you? Let's pray. Father God, we praise you for giving us this family to gather with, this family to gather around your word. We praise you for a family that is Christ-centered, that loves your word when it's hard to take, when it's beautiful and wonderful in our salvation. Lord, you are good. We praise you, Father, and we praise you for this morning in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, this morning of shepherds and sheep, Welcome to Shepherding Sunday here at Alden Union. And we we find that shepherd-sheep analogy, that shepherd-sheep relationship, all throughout the Bible. The first expression of God being a shepherd is found in Genesis 48, verse 15, where Joseph says that God has been a shepherd all his life. We see portions of Scripture that reprimand bad shepherds, like Ezekiel 34, the first several verses of that. I think it's 1 through 10. And then there's the second half of Ezekiel 34, where it reprimands bad sheep. Famously, we see it in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me. Right? You all have that one memorized? Yeah. All right. We see in that psalm a beautiful picture of the shepherd-sheep relationship and analogy between David and the Lord. And today we're going to see it's not just an Old Testament thing, but it's, it's also in the New Testament as we look at John. Uh, certainly, as it's, as it's spread throughout Scripture, the Lord wants us to see something significant in this shepherd-sheep analogy. He wants us to understand something about our relationship to one another and our, our walk with him as well. I pray that as we go through this passage this morning, that I hit on some things about that shepherd-sheep relationship, that shepherd-sheep analogy, the things that strike us to our core, um, things that encourage us as a family. Elders, um, today I, I want you to know that as I speak to you from God's Word, I'm not speaking to you as one set apart, but as one right there with you. I'm an elder right along with you. You are no less an elder than I am. And we as as elders and a congregation, we need to grow in our walk with Jesus Christ as his body in these ways. All right, let's perform an experiment. I need some kids. Are there any kids in the house? Anybody want to volunteer? Don't worry, it's not dangerous. Come on up here, Don. Come on up here. All right. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? It is on. Oh, three. I got three. Okay. I'll do three. Don, are your parents here? Point to them. Oh, wait. Are you Don, too? What's your name? Kayla. Kayla? Sweet. Good name. What's your name? Lily. Lily. So we have Kayla, Lily, and Dawn. I got a fourth. Liam. Liam? Liam. Okay, you all got their names? Kaylee? No? 
Lily. Lily. Everybody got that? Because now I do. Kayla. Liam. Don. All right. Do you guys know your parents? You know who they are? Okay, they're here. All of them? Okay, right? Okay, good. Don't look at them. Face me. Okay. What do you do when a stranger comes up to you and wants your attention, wants you to go with them? What do you do? Run away. Run away. <laughs> Laugh. Say nothing. Say nothing. Walk away. Walk away. All right, there we go. You're going to hear voices, okay? I don't want you to go to anybody unless they are your... Because if they're a stranger, you run away. All right. Don't look. Face that way. See that cross right there? Keep looking at that. Would you please call Liam? Liam, would you come here, please? I like you, Liam. Good job. Would you call to Don? Don, come on over here. No? Go ahead. Call out to any of them. Kayla, come here. No? Go for it. Kayla, come over here. All right. Don't look. Where's Liam's parents? Okay. Call out to Liam. Liam, come here. Liam, Nona wants you. See how this works? All right, I would love to make you two do it too, but I'm going to send you back to your parents because I got a time constraint here. Thank you for your volunteers. Our children know our voices, don't they? When we call them by name, or maybe we even have a pet name, right? So that we, they know beyond the shadow of a doubt, it is you. And they go to you. When, when we call them by name, when we call out to them, they come to us because they know that you, as their parents, value them. They know that we will lead and guide them. They know that we will provide for them, that we will protect and we will guard them. And they do not go with strangers. We just saw it. They know you run away. You don't go with somebody who, who you don't know. Go ahead and open to John chapter 10. I'm going to read verses 1 through 18. Go ahead and stand up for the reading of God's word. John chapter 10, starting at verse 1, says, Truly, truly, amen, amen, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they do not, will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. 
All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches them, scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. The reading of God's Word. Thank you very much. Go ahead and have a seat. In this passage, Jesus gives us an example in himself through that shepherd-sheep analogy. He sets the standard, the gold standard, of of what that sheep-shepherd relationship is. The sheep, he says, know the voice of their shepherd. The shepherd cannot be a stranger to the sheep and still be their shepherd. Verse 5, he says... A stranger, they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. The sheep do not know them, therefore the sheep will not listen to them, or follow them for that matter. Real quick, let's go through who are the shepherds of the church? We're going to look at a couple passages that biblically define who those shepherds ought to be. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 2 says, I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you. Shepherd, uh, elders shepherd the flock, exercising oversight, right? Acts 20, 28. In speaking to the elders at Ephesus, Paul says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God. Who are the shepherds at Alden Union Church? Elder, according to the passages we just read, elder equals shepherd equals overseer. Our elders are called by God to be shepherds of the church, to be shepherds of this body right here. Please know as a, as a body, as a congregation, as a flock, that your elders will be calling you. They will be calling on you. And in doing so, they want you to know their voice. 
They want you to know that they care. They will be praying for you earnestly. Not just casually, but earnestly. Because these are the things that God has called them to do. Not me. Not the membership committee. God has called us as your elders to these things. The sheep know that their shepherd will lead them and guide them to safety. Verses 3 and 4 of our passage, it says, To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes behind them. Please tell me you have your Bibles and you just caught that, yeah? When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. They know that their shepherd, their elder, is going to guide them and lead them to where they should be, in safety. He leads them out. He goes before them. They know that they can trust him, so they follow him. As shepherds of the flock here at Alden Union Church, we will go wherever we expect the sheep to go. First Peter chapter 5, verse 3 calls it being examples to the flock. We'll look at that a little more later. If we expect the sheep, the congregation, to spend time in Scripture devotionally, we will go there first. If we expect the sheep to show up on a Sunday morning and worship God as a family, we will go there first. And we will call them. We will call out their names and we will say, Hi, how you doing? And we will shake their hands. And we will be there and they will follow because they will see that we care. And we will guide them to good things. We will guide them to safety. We will guide them in their spiritual walk. If we expect them to pray... We'll be people of prayer. If we see value in any of the activities here at Alden Union, any program or ministry for spiritual growth, we will take the lead and guide them into it because we know that these things are there for their good. The sheep know that their shepherd will lead them out to good pasture. Verse 9. I am the door if anyone enters by me, he'll be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. See, Jesus leads his sheep to good things to eat, good safe places to take in the nourishment that they need. A, a good shepherd will be sure that his sheep are provided with the sustenance they need. And they know that, and so they follow him. A good shepherd here at Alden Union Church is going to be sure that we provide solid teaching founded on the Word of God and on God's Word alone, not reading into it, not adding to it, not taking anything out of it or removing anything from it. We will be sure that our sheep are fed with solid nourishment. We'll be sure that they are fed with prayer earnest prayer on their behalf. The things that feed their souls. Feeding their spiritual walk with Jesus Christ. No one should ever be able to leave this flock 
to leave this church body saying that we do not teach the word of God here in its truth, in its fullness, or that we do not pray for them. They should not be able to exit those doors and say, they don't do that there. They don't teach God's word. They don't pray for us. It should be the last thing they'd be able to say about the elders, the shepherds, here at Alden Union. The sheep know that their shepherd will protect them from the things that would seek to kill them. Verses 10 through 13 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Good shepherd will be sure that the sheep are guarded from the things that would seek to kill them, to destroy their faith walk with Jesus Christ. We need to be sure that they are guarded from false doctrine and the empty philosophies of this world that would seek to mislead them. A good shepherd will keep guard against worldly values and ways, people and practices that would bring division to the body or would influence them to walk away from their relationship with Jesus Christ. We will engage the sheep. We will engage this body of Christ here at Alden Union in ways that we can hear what is going on, where we will hear what worldly philosophies have entered their, their way of speaking, their, their thought life, their, their worship life, and we will be able to guard them against those things, shedding light on these things when we hear them. Disciplining when necessary. Not disciplining out of a seeking to punish them, but disciplining that they might be restored in their walk with Christ. Giving selflessly of ourselves for the sake of the flock, to keep the flock safe from spiritual thieves, spiritual robbers, and murderers. Because there are There's a spiritual war going on, shepherds. Elders of Alden Union, there is a spiritual war, and it is very real. And there are thieves and murderers and robbers seeking the souls of your sheep. And we are here to protect and to guard them. Why will the the shepherds do these things? Why would we consider giving selflessly of ourselves all that extra time that I could have? Why would I do this? Because we place an immense value upon the flock here at Alden Union. We need to place an immense value upon this congregation. Verses 14 to 17. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus laid down his life for his sheep. Every single one of us to this very day 
he laid his life down for us. In Acts 20, 28, let's look at that passage one more time. I very cleverly transpose the numbers as 28, 20. Kids, if you can find Acts 28, 20, you get a gold star. Should be 2028. 20, it says, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God. And it finishes with these words here's the value statement, here's what makes it important, which he obtained with his own blood. Jesus Christ gave up his life in the most horrific of ways that every single sheep in this room could be here and say, I am saved by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Every single sheep in this room has an immense value to our Lord and our Savior. He was willing to give up his life to take on flesh, to humble himself in ways that he never had to do, but he was willing to because of the value he sees in you individually and as a body. What is the motivation for shepherding? It is the the price that the flock was purchased with. James 3.9 reminds us that we're all made in the image of God. There isn't a sheep among us that will be cast aside or allowed to stray that God will not take notice of. Psalm 69, 33. The Lord hears the needy and does not despise his own people who are prisoners. Shepherds of Alden Union Church, there's some hard questions for us to ask ourselves. Are we shepherds or hired hands? Do our sheep know our voices? If you, if you called them, would they know that it was you? Would they know that you have a, a concern for them, or, or are you a stranger to them? Do we place the same value upon our, our flock as Jesus, our good over-shepherd, places upon them? Would they know that we care for them, that we value them? As we move forward into this biblical picture of the shepherd-sheep analogy, uh, there's a shepherd self-test I want us all to be taking as we go on month to month, as as life becomes busy and we we start just kind of going through life as we always have. I want us to be asking ourselves, would we want to be treated by Jesus the same way that we treat our sheep? Would I want to be treated by Jesus the same way that I treat the sheep that he has given to me, this flock? Would I want Jesus to say things like, I'm sorry, I'm tired today. I don't have time to reach out to you. You know, that's just not my personality. I'm an introvert. I'm not comfortable on the phone. Would we want him to say, that sheep bites. I don't like that one. I'm just going to stay away from that one. 
we all need to be thinking as elders here at Alden Union. Are we shepherds or hired hands? See, a hired hand has to have certain skills. They, they have to meet certain criteria to get the job in the first place, right? First Timothy 3, 1 through 7 says, The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for, the, for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. This is a good list of attributes. This is a God-given list of things that an elder, that a shepherd of God's flock should be. We need to meet those criteria before we even walk into the office of being an elder. Is that you? Now, even a hired hand can, miss a, can meet a list of, of requirements, some criteria, some attributes. But we are called beyond that as elders. Beyond meeting a list of criteria, we are, we are called to actively love the flock of God. To put those attributes and skills to work from our hearts. That passage from 1 Peter again, verses 1 through 3, it says, I exhort the elders among you. I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. Exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. That word shepherd in that passage, it's, a, it's an imperative. Elders, he exhorts us. He, he says, you must. It's not an option. If we call ourselves an elder of Alden Union Church, we absolutely must take up the mantle of spiritual authority here in this place in the lives of the flock that God has given to us. It is not an option. Selflessly, says, not for shameful gain. Sensitively, caring, not domineering, but being examples, leading, going before them. In many ways, we can get away with, with looking like shepherds and, and providing without really knowing the sheep, but we cannot protect them in their spiritual walk unless we know what's happening in their lives, unless we spend time with them, talking to them, understanding where they are at in this life. You will not know the problems your flock is going through if you do not communicate with them, elders. And that is what we are called to do. Know what's influencing them. Know what trials and tribulations 
they are going through? What, what are they enduring right now? Now, I, I have spent a bit of time raking the elders over the coals, hopefully from God's word. Sheep. I'm calling out the elders according to Scripture, not that you would condemn them. Not that you would be disappointed in them right now or or make a list of what your elders haven't done in the past. This has only just begun. Here's day one. This is what today is all about. As the flock of God here at Alden Union Church, be understanding. Don't be that sheep that bites. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. It's a hard verse for us sheep to take. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Your elders will have to account for you before God. Not before me, although I will be keeping track of these things. That's my job. They'll be giving an account to God. They've been given a great responsibility before the Lord. They will stand before him and account for how they cared for you, how they watched over you. Be gracious and be ready because your elders will be calling you. They will be praying for you. They will be seeking you out. Here's an advantage of membership. It's a lot easier to keep track of the sheep. If you want to be sure that you are falling under an elder's care, go through the membership class. Become a member so that they can have an easier time keeping track of you, taking care of you, loving you. Be there. Share your life with them. Share your walk with Christ with them. Where you're having troubles, where you're having questions, engage your elder. Let them in and don't frustrate them. Don't frustrate them by ignoring them or making them chase you down, having to call you 15 times just to connect with you once. You know what shepherds used to do to straying sheep? If the sheep kept straying, the shepherd would find them. And to to teach them to stay with the flock, they'd break their legs. Don't don't make the elders break your legs, okay? (laughs) If they call, call them back. It doesn't have to be a long conversation. Just let them know how things are. Share your thoughts and ideas. Let them be there for you. Let them seek you out. And, and you can seek them out. Go to them. Not expecting them to read your minds. I know what happens a lot. We, we get sick. We're at home for three weeks. And we sit there and we start to steam. Why hasn't my elder called me? Because he didn't know, right? Jesus is their example, right? Jesus is the, the, the great, the good shepherd that is the example to the elders. Of course, he never grows tired or weary. 
Of course, he's consistently and constantly there for you. If you have a problem with how much or how little your elder is contacting you in a given year, let them know. They do have a list of sheep that they need to care for. They do have a family at home to shepherd and nurture. They do have responsibilities at work, and they have many responsibilities here at the church. They will not bombard you with weekly calls or, or, or stalk you, hopefully. But they will not leave you alone, and they will not allow you to stray on their watch. Not easily. We want to see success in this shepherding ministry. This is the biblical picture painted for us to follow here at Alden Union Church. This shouldn't be just a big ministry machine. This isn't programmatic, I can't even say the word, programmatic ministry just because this is what we do. Got to have numbers. Got to have funds. Got to have make everybody happy. Got to get the numbers through the door. No, that is not what this is about. This is not Alden Union Church. This is not religion for tradition's sake. This is a body purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. And for that reason, you have an immense value. Let's live it out together. Let's live out some of that one anothering that Scripture calls us to. We want to see elders who will guide, provide, and protect because they know the value that Jesus has placed upon the flock. The price of his own blood. We want to see a congregation who seeks and follows their elders because they know that they are cared for and valued. Let's start today and move forward in these things. Let's pray. Father God, we praise you. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful picture that you have given us in the shepherd sheep analogy. Lord, we need your spirit. We need you alive and active in this place for we are weak we are negligent. We are uh, people who want to stray from one another. And Lord, you call us to one another. You call us to, to share in life together and on our, our walk with you together and love one another and guide and care for and, and pray for one another. Lord, give an extra measure of strength and your spirit to the elders here in this place. I lift them up to you. I pray, Lord, that you would keep the trials and tribulations of this life at bay for the sake of these elders, that they might have the strength and the time and the energy to serve your flock here in a very special way. Give them, grant them some mercy that they might share this life with the people you've given them. Lord God, bless your sheep, that they would feel the comfort, they would know the comfort of your spirit as they are guided and loved and prayed for by their elders. Lord, help us to, to just be with one another, growing as a body into maturity in Jesus Christ. We ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.